The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Welcome to the DL Debate. We are live from the majestic settings of Sister Sarah's here in Letterkenny. Hello to all. How are you doing this evening? We have a very relaxed panel here. Kevin Fury producing, as ever. Brendan Gokoy wants to talk about the weather and the rain, but uh, Brendan, we're going to keep to the small ball. How are you in the small ball and the big ball? You, is uh, it would be too great in the small ball now, Brendan, but I'm very impressed with you holding this in Sister Sarah's tonight because we should do this every Monday night. I'll come in every Monday night. Yeah, yeah listen, you look at home there. The food's been out. We've been well looked after as ever. We'll get the panel now in a minute as I was saying those three hurling titles up for grabs at the weekend senior title going to Satanta Karen Dutta won an intermediate and the junior title going to St Unions up on the HighlandRadio.com site we have videos uh, pictures and interviews including one from Gary McGetting who we'll hear shortly Gary is a former manager and a member of the back room team a happy man after yesterday's victory you also have joint player manager uh, Kevin Campbell up there man of the match uh, Stephen McBride, the full-back, uh, Union's manager, Union Donald's up there as well, all up on HighlandRadio.com. Now, last weekend after the bank holiday, it meant that I didn't get a chance to congratulate our minor ladies on winning the All-Ireland football title. Well done to them. What a brilliant season. Our outgoing manager, Maxie Kern, talks about being able to compete at underage, something we haven't been doing, but the girls have certainly done that this season and, of course, often fast-track straight into the senior team, so a great way to get ready for playing senior football, being All-Ireland champions. Also, Donegal under-16s won the Buchanan Cup Shield at the weekend. I think you were down at that, Ryan. You might give us a wee word on that in a minute. Um, we'll switch. We'll talk about the senior championship shortly. We're also going to introduce one of the most experienced officials in the game. Seamus McGonagall is here, not for his normal Garda slot. Uh, he's here to keep the peace with everybody and give us his word on the referee in, in the county and where he sees things. Of course, things are going to get very busy with all these championship games on. We'll discuss the seniors, the, the, the senior management of Donegal as well will come into the equation. We'll then switch to our attention to the Intermediate and Junior Championship where Barry Meehan will be joining Ryan up on the panel to give us their views. But as I mentioned at the top, well done to Satanta yesterday uh, after the match. I caught up with a very happy Gary Begettigan. It's absolutely fantastic, Bryn. Um, you know, worked hard all years, nothing less than the boys deserve, to be honest. But you still had a, you know, you've seen yourself there, St. Jonas put up a massive fight, like, and so it was, it was well deserved, but, but hard earned at the same time, you know. You've powered through this championship, uh, Gary, unbeaten, indeed beaten Unions in, in the very first uh, outing of the championship. You've, you've been setting the tone for it, coming in today here as big favourites, and, and you, you didn't let the side down. It was a game, I suppose, Unions hung in, took a while to get going. You know, it was four each after 17 minutes, you know, it didn't really get the championship spark. But it was goals. Once those goals started to go in for you, it, it, it only looked like it was going one way. Ah, that's it. Look, we, we have a massive score, uh, scoring threat there and goals. Like, so, you know, once them boys got the couple of goals, it, it sort of put a bit of daylight between us. But no, you take the goals out. You know, two years ago here, Union's beat us in the final. And uh, it was probably, they got two goals that day. Like, and that was really a difference in it. So, ah, look, we, we, we have the hurlers on there. We know if, the, it wasn't really working the first half. The conditions weren't great there. Like, it was showers and the ball slipping everywhere, you know. And, so it wasn't much clean ball one. And, uh, but we we knew if we keep getting the ball in eventually one will stick like and we, and we got the goals out of it you know yeah and then that, that period you hit 1-1 one, one, but then after that you had uh, four wides and one drop short Unions came back into uh-huh. it then 
it was it was maybe the penalty at half time then was was a massive blow and a massive boost to use putting you in two six to to two two six to seven up at half time. It was a good cushion, and even though I'd say you wouldn't have been happy with your with oh, your no, finishing because we we got the first goal and I think I'd put us I think it was level. And we got a goal, so put us three up. But I think from from memory, I think Union's got the next two scores. You know, so that that brought it back. The goal's only really worth a point, is anything. Anyway. So that's that's something we would chat about all the time and and work on that. That that no, it doesn't work today. Like, but no, the penalty came at the vital time. But at the same time, you know. If it, if it wasn't a penalty our man was cleaning on goal for, for a goal anyway so, so now the goal came at a good time just before half time you know and it gives you a great lift going on like so and in that second half it got a bit feisty it was 2 at the 11 there was a goal in it the game was in the melting pot at that uh, and, look, and it was the first year two uh, Rory Campbell goals Rory, he aye. stepped up and uh, aye, look, that was a huge difference Rory's a class act like and you know, last year we probably had Rory maybe out around midfield and on the half forward line you know, and sometimes he wasn't getting on, on enough no, Rory's one of the top uh, forwards in the county team like so is why we need to get on the ball you know as many times as we can so it worked well him and Jared Gilmore on side this year you know the two of them two great targets and well, look, thank God that they got a couple of goals out of it and that gave us that breathing space over yeah, them it, it was typical corner forward play the first one ducking inside his man the next one coming uh, around his man just that burst <coughs> of pace and then the composure to finish composure to finish it but you know like like any good cornerback should be like the Unions men were hanging off them every time you know they, were, they, were, they weren't making it easy for them like a couple of Unions a couple of good man markers on there Sean Halvey and Ryan Holford and them boys you know, they're all good hurlers and they've all played County Hurling so no, it was never going to be just a matter of turning up and scoring goals like they had to work hard for them and, and to be fair to Rory and Jared they might miss one or get, get dispossessed for one or two but they'll keep going and going and you know we, we had every faith that they'd eventually get one or two like yeah, you know yeah. so and, and of course the brilliance of Campbell and Gilmore but it was <coughs> man of the match uh, Stephen McBride Stephen of course McBride, he, took that, the, he took that, that trophy tells his own tale you know Stevie's another class act playing County Hurling and you know every ball I don't know how he does it at times there's, there's times you think he's yard behind the man he just seems to get be sticking and turning over. I lost count of many balls he came out the day, but it was probably very unusual that a that a fullback gets gets man the match in the county final. But look, that that meant if he's if he's the best player in the field, that meant we were right and solid at the back. So we'll take that all day, you know. Yeah, and guys, just finally, it's, it's a huge break now. I think so. We said it could be twelve weeks to to, to your Ulster campaign. It's a, it's another season, basically. Else asked me, we haven't. Well, I certainly haven't looked at dates, but I know last year it was the something like the fifth of November, the first round of Ulster, and we had fourteen weeks last year. I think the, I think the the finals two weeks later this year than it was last year. So I would imagine we've sort of twelve weeks around that, you know. And, and that's you know, I'm sure you've played in Ulsters yourself, Brent. That's no preparation. Like you know, we we cried about it last year. Club put on a complaint, but it's no no. It wouldn't matter. I would tell you the same thing if Unions had a one today, you know. Yes. Um, it's no it's no good. Like because we we're going to have to take a month off now. Like because a lot of boys are a lot of our boys. We had ten or eleven there in the county panel. They got one week off after they're beating the Nicky Racket final, and we've played nine weeks in a row. Like. Yes. That's tough going for anybody with a lot of niggle injuries and stuff. So it's, it's not good because we'll have to give them a month or six weeks off, and then when we come back, it's like a pre-season all over again. Yeah. You know, so and Gary, just just on that, I just I thought the way the season and last year was a one-off <laughs> in terms of they couldn't pull the seasons together. But surely now every county must be ahead of the curve in terms of their championships are, are getting up to getting ready for all sorts. I don't know if it's a case they just want to get the. Get the hurling out of the way before the, fo- so the football's championship starts next week. I know sometimes hurlers are seen to be crying about the you know, poor me. We're always a, the, the worst, worst off on it. Like, but, but it's not good enough. There's no reason why they couldn't maybe play 
two or three weeks of football and then won a hurling or I know it, it is hard then for clubs we're, we're in a lucky position we don't really have many dual players but you know for the likes of Unions and Burton I suppose even Karen McCool's and them they all have dual players it's probably hard if you're trying to play two championship games in a weekend yeah. I don't know what the answer it is but it definitely needs looked at it's not it's not good enough the way it is now yeah. but for tonight then are you your champions you're going to join the evening the night time we'll, we'll go for a, a pint or two here now Brent fair play to you thanks for talking yeah. alright sir yeah, thanks very much, Gary McGigan. Well done, Disatanta. Again, just on that, uh, what Gary was saying there, Ryan, welcome to the show, by the way. Donegal News, East Reporter, <laughs> Ryan Ferry. I better just add, did you see a half dead before? Ryan, 12 weeks, you know, it's like another season, right? I, it, it really is, like, you know, and I know Satanta did well in Ulster last year and maybe kind of defied that, but, you know, how, how are you keeping players motivated for, you know, three months without a game now? It's, it's and, you know, it's very hard to run the fixtures. I, I know that, and you know there's also the side that this is at summertime. Usually, there's good weather, and that's the time to be playing it. But you know, I think somebody was saying there, maybe been Gary, that the the Tyrone final is four weeks before they're out in Ulster, and that's just that it just makes more sense in my head, yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, un- unfair if you want to give them the best chance in Ulster. That's the hurling. Looking ahead now, we've got the Michael Murphy Senior Football Intermediate and Junior Championships coming up. But kicking off, throwing in. Kicking off. What's well, the soccer tags there? Uh, kicking, kicking off or throwing in. Definitely throwing in. Glenn Funner playing St. Michael's on Friday night. Then on Saturday, we have Unions Knowles, Milford Dunlow, Killy Beggs, Neve Connell. Uh, we have then on Sunday, the meeting of four masters, A. Rua, Glenn Swilly, Ardra, Gidor, McCools, Kilcar, Clohanili. Now, Gidor, McCools is going to be the live game from Highland Radio. It's 4.30. Uh, and Gidor, it's in association with Highland Motors, Mountain Top, Letter Kenny. Brendan Kilcoyne leading into the championship. Uh, we had a league final there. Was it any preparation or, or uh, there's been a lot of talk about this league final pre-championship or how much can we read anything into the league going into this championship? Well, listen, you can look at it both ways. You can look at it a couple of different ways. You had the two probably best teams in the county in the league final as it transpired, St. Junins and Nave Connell. Nave Connell coming out on top will feel they want to keep on top of the, you know, their biggest rivals. So I'm sure they'll take a lot out of that, taking Unions out in the league final. For St. Junins, obviously both teams are short a lot of players of what their championship teams will be come later on, when they're likely to meet again kind of thing. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't take too much out of the league, but it is a chance to blood players. And you look at the like, uh, you know, St. Junan's blood and the likes of young Noel O'Donnell and these guys. And I know Nave Connell, Mark McDevitt have got a lot of game time. John Francis Boyle got game time. Like uh, Dahi Gilday and these lads. So both teams can take positives out of it. And Martin Regan and Rory Kavanagh will be looking to add an extra string to their bow for when they do probably meet later down the line again. So whilst y- y- you can dismiss it and say it doesn't matter, I think it does matter, and I know you know that we won a few league medals back in our day. If you remember that far back, Brendan, and you know, wh- while it's not the be all in, you had the blonde hair then. I had the blonde hair then. I'm still kind of blonde. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> that light style yeah, reflected yeah. badly <laughs> off you there. Um, but like, you know, the, it, there's only two competitions you can win in Donegal: senior football, senior championship, and senior league. So I think I, I don't like to devalue the league, yeah. and I think it is important. So it is, but in the context of what's going to happen later in the year, you probably got the two best teams competing in it. Last year's county finalists, and you know, tight game, same kind of stuff coming up again, kind of thing. So 
I suppose the question for both sets of management, can they come up with something a little bit different to try and stretch the opposition when they do meet further down the line? And they have their big guns back. The Yanks will be back from America. You know, the, there's a few uh, Nave Connell boys with slight injuries and that kind of thing you would expect later on in the year that will be much changed sides, probably four or five additions to both sides. So whilst it, it doesn't give you a, a, what's going to happen later on in the year, it is important kind of thing. Um, but... In the, in, the, in, the, in the larger scheme of things, no. Yeah, it's like a pre-season, Ryan. Now, and listen, I don't want to get negative now, and you've heard me beat the drum so often about Donegal football and the way we're playing it. But listen, very poor crowd at Balbuffet, our two best teams. It should have been like a, almost like a wee bit of a showpiece pre-championship to, to maybe get a bit of interest going. Now, we're trying to promote the game here, but let's be honest, if the two teams are going to sit full 15 inside the 45 or inside the 40 at times, how do we... You know, sell this game. How do we sell this championship, Brian? And Brendan's right. Blood and players and all that's okay. But while the tactics are so regressive, you know, and that's our best, te- supposed best two teams, Ryan. I do, because the whole county's talking about this league final and how it was played, you know. And what, what's your feeling on it? Well, the whole county's talking about it, Brendan, but by all accounts, uh, TG Cahar might be showing them in the championship in two weeks <laughs> and the whole country could be talking. See, I'd be a bit afraid of that, Brian, because I want to. I want the best of Donegal to, to, to show your skills and to come out and play. When I hear a game coming on, I'm always thinking, because there was, a, remember a few years back, there was a few games going, a few of them were stinkers and a few of them were okay. You just want a bit of a game. So the, if people's looking in going, that's the best two teams in Donegal, it's not that they haven't got the best two players, it's just the style of, style of play. Yeah, like I, I was I was reading on Twitter, I think it was Westport and Castle Bar in the Mayo League final played out a, a thrilling match, you know, and they don't care too much about league titles down in Mayo either, but the teams were having a cut at it. And I think probably there was the opportunity to maybe let it go even more. Like, the big thing was that Sean Patton wasn't playing. And, you know, St. Unions are going to be a completely different team when Sean Patton's playing. Mm. And Neve Connell are going to set up completely different you know, or, or they'd have to be more wary yeah. when Sean Patton is playing just because of the, what he can do with his yeah. kickouts. So when he wasn't there, you know, was it going yeah. to be a different type of game anyway? Like, yeah, the you know? incisive players, I suppose, that Unions would have maybe opened up uh, outside of uh, Conor O'Donnell. Outside of, out of him coming in and maybe, you know, the players that maybe would have opened up Neve Connell a bit. Because in the first half, for example, it was 4-2, 75% I would say possession was with Unions. Neve Connell just sat and just waited, just waited to fall into the trap. But I, like that, right, I'm thinking to myself, you know, why not go out and just have a go? Because you're leaving the team guessing, thinking, would they play like that in the championship? I kind of thought, like, what was to lose? And as you said, Brendan, you still like they won a league title. For me, it was always, if you won the championship, the league title maybe counted then. If we won it on its own, wasn't that big of a deal. Well, listen, that's just the way I would have thought it. But So it was a chance maybe for players to go at it a bit. But what we've seen was the complete and utter worst of counter-attack football. Yeah, like, uh, it was... It was poor fair now. And I, and I know, you know, the likes of St. Unions, you know, obviously they were missing Niall Donnell and Shane Donnell. Parik McGettigan wasn't there. And Kier Moore, who I've been very impressed with in the games I've seen, and he's got pace, and maybe he's the kind of person that could, could break through those lines. And, and, you know, OK, St. Unions have a huge panel, but maybe, you know, they still are dependent on certain players yeah. and that too. It, you know, it, it is, you know, it was, it was shadow boxing really, like, and, you know the the concern now that we have is that you know these two teams are going to meet again in two weeks' time. You know, 
we can safely say now that they're not going to be in the bottom four, so they're going to yeah. be getting through the knockout stages. So, you know, are we going to see more shadow boxing again in, in Glenties in two weeks' time? Yeah, it remains to be seen. Uh, we hope not. Maybe they'll throw the gloves off. Uh, we, we, we can live and hope. But listen, we were talking about this top four, top four. It looks like that's split a bit. No, in terms of, so Unions and Eve Connell seem pretty tight in terms of being championship favourites. You know, you've got Kilcar Kilcar done after that, Gidor, Glenn Swilly, you know, we're talking about the league, they've had a good league. They seem to be coming with something. They pushed Neve Connell right to the penalty car in the Donald Park last year in the championship. You know, you have a few teams coming after me, with Rua, Glenn Fan coming up. You know, is that still how it seems for you, Brendan? I know Gidor have had a lot of issues, uh, Roy McDade's down there, it's a lot of tr- problems with players immigrating and, and losing, losing players to his squad, which, which in Unions and, 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 and Kilcar and Neve Connell aren't. Yeah, l- listen, definitely, you know, and, and we, you can only base your, I suppose, your analysis on what you know, ba- and, and based on what we know, they're the two teams that are dominant this last long number of years, and particularly this last 12, 18 months, they're the t- two teams that have been coming out on top. Gidor have, uh, you know, Gidor are the type of team that if they can get on a run, they can create problems for any team. And we know that. We've experienced that ourselves down through the years. You also look at Kilcar, like there's so much quality within that Kilcar setup. And, you know, Kilcar will be looking at it. They've won Championship 1. And with all the quality that they have, you take the McHughes, the McBrearties, the Doherty's, there's so much talent throughout their squad that you would expect a push from them too. I think the way the Championship is structured this year may give rise to maybe some better surprise where you could get a St. Junan's Nave Connell quarter final yeah. or a St. Junan's Gidor or Nave Connell Kilcar and I think that'll add a bit of spice to the championship as it goes on. But based on the watch you knows you'd have to fancy that they're the two top teams for the reason that they've been performing at a better level than other teams and that's notwithstanding what, we, what you were discussing with Ryan there the style of football and all that kind of thing and of course we'd like to see it open up a bit because it is getting very predictable and you know but Going back to you know the the teams, I, I think Glen Swilly and you mentioned them there. You know, Glen Swilly are a team that the longer they stay in the championship, the more of a difficult opposition they're going to be for any team. They'll get a bit of confidence up, and that's what you're kind of hoping for that some team will come through yeah. the other side of the draw with on a good run of form, getting into a county semi final, getting into a county final, and in a good position mentally that they'll be able to put it up to these teams because they've they've just become so dominant over the last number of years like is it is it 2018-19 that Gidor won it yes. you know and yeah. uh, it's 2016 so somebody outside the outside double, the t- the yeah, double yeah. which is a long time really yeah. you know for, for a, a championship upset you know it is yeah and based on what we know it's, t- it's hard to envisage any change in that scenario this year yeah and Brent Brian just mentioned there that the championship change obviously the top four you know you're two, two home two away they go automatically in the quarter final fifth place twelfth sixth place eleventh the four team etc etc so the four teams join the four teams that come through that pre-quarter final uh, as Brian said no seeding then Ryan is that an attempt by the county by the fixtures committee to try and put life on the championship and is that down to what they're seeing is it tactically or is it a wee bit of everything in terms of trying to inject that bit of life on it? Because it's been very, I suppose, um, you know, the formula's been the same, the same, the same. This now puts, as you said, you could have a massive uh, quarter-final game and two of the heavy hitters going out. And then maybe someone getting the experience of getting into something like a semi-final, which, which could bring a team on. Yeah, like, like I, I, think, I, I think it's a very welcome change, to be honest, because... I just think we, we, we've had the top four, and I know St. Michael's were, were in the semi-final maybe two years ago, but 
you know, you're just looking at that top four and, and people don't like them being called the top four, but it's so hard to get past it. And I think for teams that are out training this week for the club championship, you've got to have that that hope and that belief that God, if, if something if something falls for us here, the draw opens up a wee bit, we we can have a crack in championship here. You know what? I think you've got to have that that prospect for teams, and and hopefully it will. Now, the other side of that is, you know, maybe there's some of the top teams would be thinking, well, if we finish in the top four, should you know, should we not have a bit of seeding? And that's fair enough. Yeah. And those that also alter their thinking, say possibly in round four of the group phase you know are they thinking well maybe we're all right having another game you know maybe somebody's injured and we wouldn't mind getting them a getting them a a wee game next week to be fairly sure if they finish fifth or sixth that they're going to take on a team lower down the ranking now of course the counter argument to that is that all these games are coming week on week so maybe the maybe the break in between is is the real prize here yeah yeah indeed and Brenda just on the, on the other sides going in there obviously don't know uh, make a welcome return second chance of act, asking uh, uh, to win the uh, intermediate there you have uh, four masters on the rise unbelievable work being done at on the raids there you know uh, certainly these teams coming up and there, there may be new challenges hey, Rua seem to be getting better season on season so that type of side that we need to, to break through and, and be able to compete uh, might be on the, there's, there's certain clubs we, we weren't expecting from a few years ago, we've certainly got their house in order Yeah and you, you know, you, you look at four masters and they're, they're having a huge success at underage level and I know from your own involvement with the minors and you know they've had some fa- fantastic players coming through, Conor McCahill scored the winning goal yesterday, Ryan was at the Buchanan Cup final um, so obviously they have some really good talent coming through but the same can be said about Eirua too and you know they've had some good players over the last number of years and you know they haven't been a feature really you know in, in senior football for a long time so it is important that that area does make a rebound and that the likes of four masters Bally Shannon they were strong teams going back in the day kind of thing and you know that they they come with a bounce you're looking at Dunlow too you know and have some really really good talent they are going to have a big game against Milford and that's going to be you know that's that them kind of games can define your season Ryan alluded to it there you know that you know teams that getting a bounce early and getting a bit of confidence going early in the season kind of thing and suddenly you get on a run and there's a bit of buzz about the club and things are going your way so you know I don't think the likes of four masters are going to be ready to threaten the top-notch teams as of yet but they're certainly going the right way about it building up through their underage system um, and then you look at Gidor McCool's the, the game on Sunday you know the thing with Gidor is you just don't know sometimes what you're going to get with yeah. them kind of thing but when they're when they're clicking they're dangerous animals so they are yeah. and they're capable as mentioned before of taking any team down McCool's had made progress over the last few years and I suppose the you know the Farah who's you know on yeah. form probably the top four in the county at the minute so yeah, you know there's some inter- interesting games there so yeah, there. yeah <laughs> certainly we'll just be joined by Seamus McGonagall Seamus how's about this right you're ref in the next game you say the, th- the three forwards if you come out past the halfway line I'm going to give you a red card you have to stay in there that'll solve the problem <laughs> you have to keep three players up the pitch if it's even inside the half would nearly do me as a starting point I really think Seamus you see a lot of football out there your referee and we'll get on that now in a minute it looks as if in Donegal terms that the only thing that's going to stop this now is a rule change which we can't really implement themselves unless 
there's a way of doing that. But listen, that looks like the only thing's going to stop this at the minute. Unless somebody starts to play a bit of Curafin football and they just open up and play. You know, what, what would you feel in at the minute? Well, I think there was a comment there for a number of years there are 14 men back. That's gone. Now it's 15 men back. <laughs> you, get, you, know, you get 29 players in the one half of the field. And I'm not, the, the league final was out there a couple of weeks ago. And it was a, it was a, a bad advertisement for football in Donegal, to say the least. And it, it's purely down to tactics. Like the, the football and talent that was in the field that day was, was as good as you'll see in any two club teams in the country. But it just the tactics were, just didn't make sense to me at all. Like, Unions had two points in the first half of the strong win behind them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, listen, it, it was, we just hope for, for better things than the championship. I suppose mainly we want like a championship type game, you know, mm-hmm. which we just don't see enough because everything's playing the percentage and it's recycle the ball and it's don't engage, mm. which means the game gets, gets dumbed down. And it, it, it's a pity. Just on, just on the refereeing, uh, if you think it's going to be all hands here, have we. When all this championship comes on, that we stretch the very limit. Is there people's covering multiple games and the fact that different times and they're going from one to the next? Is that the way it is uh, with the referee in the crew? I was speaking to Frankie Doherty earlier, and there's something really like between 45 and 50 officials out this weekend. Now th- that's what it, what it takes to cover it. And yeah, some people will be double job and it's such all right. But um, that, that's the way it is, and it's good. And all referees look forward to the championship, the same as players and management teams do. We're all out there getting ready for it, and everybody's jockeying for position, to see what games they'll get or where they're going or whatever. It's, it's, it's dare I say, exciting somewhat. It? It's what we all look forward to, <laughs> yeah, you know. And listen, I spoke to you about, about golf and all Ireland final, and what we're seeing is, and we actually see it in, in, the, in the soccer across the water, is refs are looking to cut the nonsense out, you know, and it was creeping into your game a lot, with players buying fouls, and it's as if you have to really earn a foul now, now some people say particularly with uh, James McCarthy in the final a yellow should have come out earlier and, you know, there's probably that balancing act, but will the club football be the same? Will it be its best try and let the game play? Is that something the refs listen, you just come together and you just is that kind of what comes down? Do you have a pre-season look at how you want to implement the rules leading into this championship? I'll just say first of all that Goffet and Exxon all Ireland final yeah, uh, there, there is question marks over the fouls James McCarthy um, did in the, in the second half but Goffet was completely on top of his game he did let it go he, he refereed it the way we want to see games refereed like everyone across the board wants to see that but it, it's just not possible really he's, he's in the top of his game at the moment and got away with it even though it, was, um, it, it could have got out of control a few times in that second half now as regards club refereeing um, nobody comes to us and says, oh, let the game flow. In, fa- in fact, the opposite. <laughs> the opposite is the case. Because, you, you know, the, the great thing about common sense, the saying reffing, everyone's got their own version of common sense. So what we have, and especially I did a bit of refereeing tutoring, you have to emphasise the rules. And it, it might be what people want to hear and say, oh, the referees are going to let it go and it's going to be great crack the championship this year. But no, you have to, you have to ref the rules. Yes. And it's... And that's just the way it has to be, and you can't do it any other way. So I don't think we can use Goff's example in the All-Ireland and think that that you're going to see that. No, yeah, yeah, Yeah. I get that. And, And the shams are on the way back. I was just delighted to hear you talking about that, <laughs> actually. <laughs> and you, you seem fairly happy about it, too. I must say, I'm delighted to see them yeah. coming back. It's, it's important to spread the, the football around the county. And Balashan's a long tradition of, of JA. And it's, it's great to see them. They're, they're competitive again. I don't think they're going to be winning county titles. But, but they're, they're certainly competitive. And, and they, any team that beats everywhere this year will have a good day's work done. Yeah, there you go. Brendan, I want to ask you, pick, can you pick me a winner? For this championship, who, who, who's your head telling you outside of your heart? 
uh, my, my, my head is probably telling me St. Junins, and that may seem feel harsh on Nave Connell, who have been getting the better of Unions recently, but I just think that St. Junins should have, like, they should be ravenous for victory this year, so they should be. Um, after the disappointment of last year, um, which was very disappointing, losing out to Nave Connell in the final, they underperformed on the day, and I think a lot of their key players will know that they didn't perform on the day. So I think that the if they can get themselves right now, you know, it's going to be difficult to integrate the boys back into the team when he coming back from America this week and, you know, along with the fact that I'm sure there'll be some celebrations and all that kind of thing, but they're quality footballers that understand the way that Rory wants them to play the game. So I think, and you know, St. Junins are justifiably favourites, uh, closely followed by Nave Connell, and I, and I do appreciate that that's hard in Nave Connell, but I just feel that Junins, if they can add a string to the bow, if they can go out, like I don't, I think Junins have so much pace and sc- the quality scoring forwards. If they can get a tune out of them guys, I think they have to go in deservedly favourites into the championship. You know. Yeah. Where do you set them up? One uh, right, of course, the Jason McGee horse of a game yesterday. The Donalds are they be enjoying themselves at the minute, loving up the. Yeah, I, I, I watched it last night. Yeah. Jason, about Jason McGee was unbelievable. Like yeah. he was. He was fantastic, kicking 45s Something. and points and vital goals. And yeah, I, like I, I would think to me the big one is Neil O'Donnell. You know, yeah. like by, hasn't played a whole lot of football over the last 12 months. Is he going to be able to get get back up to that that level where he where he's at his best? Because if he can get there, you know, I think St. Unions are going to be going to be hard to stop like that. I think their desire is is going to be huge, and I think. They could probably handle maybe injuries better than most, as long as probably they don't lose Patton because yeah. he, at his level, you know, he's by a mile the best goalkeeper in the county, like in my opinion. Yeah, certainly. Owen McGarrigan picking up a bad injury is one we have to note. A big blow. Jim, I'll not put you on the spot. We just hope the Shams do well, hey, because you have to stay uh, neutral in all this. <laughs> as am I at the minute. I'm not saying nothing. Kevin's going to give us an ad break after that. Barry Mead's going to join the panel. We're going to talk intermediate and junior championship. Thanks, lads. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny. Serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Yes, welcome back. Barry Meehan has joined the panel. We were joking off air about a few questions around uh, St. Union's League finals. He's played in the fifth, he told me. We'll not put him on the spot about that. Of course, coaching me St. Union's, Barry, was a former intermediate championship winner. Always, get him, always great to get him on the show. It kicks off on Saturday the 19th. Uh, coming up, we have Neve Breed, the Terman, Neve Columba, Fanny Gales, Burt Bunkrana, Red Hughes, Neve Wara. And then on the Sunday, we have uh, Downings. Versus Bandoran Malin and later Kenny Gills. Uh, so you know, a lot, lot, a lot of quality in there. Right? You, you, we keep talking about the, the senior championship. I'm looking at intermediate. Can you, can you pick anything out from that uh, uh, teams? It looks like there's there's potential in, in almost every one of them. They won this title. Yeah, Brendan. I suppose when you look at it, you see you see Malin playing in Division One this year, and you know accounting for themselves very, very well in Division One, and um, Downings playing Division One. And again, accounting for themselves very, very well. And you know, so they're going to have you know, a real good base going into the intermediate championship. You know, they come up against good, strong teams throughout the league. So that there's going to, you know, prepare them very well for. And again, we suppose we can cross both of them, and they're both 
very, very well organised. Malin, particularly, you know, we're very impressed with them the day we played them down there. Um, does, it, does the league matter a bit more to them right, in terms of being ready and being fit and having everybody out? Because otherwise, they're going to be in trouble. So I think it does, yeah. and I think you know, a good league campaign is a catalyst for a good championship campaign, especially at um, intermediate and junior. Because I suppose. You kind of can build up that bit of momentum. Um, like a promotion is good for you there. Like I suppose, and Glen, the fact that they went from you know Division Two up into Division One now, that there's going to stand stand good to them. You know, after I suppose a semi final last year, um, so and they've been knocking on the door for a number of years, so they're very much in in the hat here as well. Um, so those three. And then I suppose Terman. Everybody's mm. talking about Terman this last number of years. Mm. Um, that really, really good minor team. You know, I suppose they're waiting for them to step up. But it's not just a, it's not a straightforward step up. It will, it'll take a bit of time. But again, they were semi-final last year, so you would expect them to be knocking on the door again this year. And I suppose the fact then the question you'll ask of Bundoran. You know, coming down from senior championship last year, what's in the stomach for them to come straight back up again? So they're probably the five top teams straight away. You'd be looking at intermediate championship, and suppose I would say any one of those could yeah. win it. Good yeah. luck to you. Yeah, the winner, that, you know. and that makes it interesting. Mate. We're on yeah. about the, the, the format, and obviously, you know, likes and Eve Columba, you know, didn't really perform in the final last year. I was looking back, around, there's been some really poor scoring in some of them intermediate finals in the last few years as well. We, we keep maybe bashing the senior a bit, even though it's interesting. There seems to be more of a level playing field. There was quite a, a bit of defensive game following in that as well. And I think just once a team sets deep, you know, uh, particularly at club level, you know, you don't have as many shooters that you would maybe at the county game. Everybody can score in the county game and it's faster. And I think that's why we found the rhythm at the county game, which makes it somewhat, and listen, not all county games are, are, are great other, but there is that extra bit of excitement in it that, that differentiates from the club. But do you see that going right down the different uh, formats, intermediate and junior as well, there, Ryan? Yeah, like you probably do. Like that intermediate final last year you know was a poor enough spectacle all right and i think the, the semi-final Terman and Dunlow, remember in our draw wasn't a great game either and uh i don't know if barry wants to bring it up but glenn probably did play reasonably well in the the semi-final against fanad last year got a couple of goals but like like you say you know i think they only got four points last year and they've lost a couple of forwards since that like ryan gillespie and christopher cookburn are 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 not in the mix this year, you know. So, have they got the have they got the firepower to to get over the line? I'm not so sure. Yeah, and you you mentioned young players. It was interesting, Donegal Town. You know the work that they're doing. You mentioned Terman coming through. The big talk about the academy here, and that do you, do you need a, a good base to bring in players? You know, you, you talk about even there's a stat about all Ireland one in minor teams that there might be three, four players come through, and that's from an all Ireland team. So, so really, at underage, you need a good senior base. You know, if you have a good underage team, then players can seem to go missing over time before they make the they make the jump. Yeah, and I think I suppose would you one team probably isn't enough. You know, you probably need three or four good teams, I suppose, from the union's perspective. That's where we were lucky, kind of from about 2008 on. There was a lot of teams, not one in minor championships, but competing in minor finals consistently throughout those years. At the same time, they were coming up against Glenties a lot of the time, you know. So look at the two teams at the top there. So what you're looking at, you want to get one or two teams of those players through. So you, And if you can get them close together... That's probably what, what those teams, especially at intermediate level, are looking for. And I suppose with Terman, they've had a couple of you know, good minor teams now, so they're probably looking for those to step up, along with the likes of your, your Darren McGee and your Enda McCormick's and the likes of those now. So like, they have, they have, there's good young players there. 
You know, if they're, and they, you know, something you mentioned there about scoring forwards, you know, they have scoring forwards. Downings have scoring forwards in Johnny McGrady and um, Larkin Connors, Paddy McAwee. So that's three good scoring forwards they have. You know, so that there counts for a lot in the Intermediate Championship. And if a team has a couple of forwards that can keep the scoreboard ticking, it's going to, it's going to be really benefit them. Yeah, and right, that experience about Bundoran last one in 2015, you know, they've been up around senior, they've held their own at times, as well as that Terman. 2012, as Barry's been saying there, good crop of young players come through, they've held their own at senior level. Is that experience going to count a lot against the other sides in there that haven't been playing at that level of football the last couple of years? Well, like it should, and, and I suppose the way about that intermediate is usually you need a little bit of hurt, you need a kind of a, a sad story or two along to kind of to You're drive. thinking about Milford now in this? <laughs> well, they had one as well now, you know, but like, like you know, like that, Glenn had frustration last year, and 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 Terriman had frustration last year. You know, you very rarely do you see the team that goes straight down or that goes down come straight back up, and like that's the task for for Bundoran. And you know, like that, you know, Bundoran have lost Michael McEniff, and you know, you know, I'll just give it a wee plug here now. We're, 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 the Donegal News has a, a championship supplement next next week, and we're chatting to all the managers, and the recurring theme is is. Most teams are are three or four players down, and I think that the team. It's immigration. It's well, it's immigration and boys transferring to clubs down the country and things like that. You know, and I, I think the teams that that possibly haven't lost that many are are going to be maybe you know on stronger ground going into this, and you know that that could be that could be crucial. Like, and I'm thinking about the likes of Downings and that. You know, that seem to have a a good steady team and. Like it's interesting, you know, you're talking there about underage sides. You know, Downings are probably the opposite to that, and that you know, it's, it's quite often a struggle at underage level. Like, I think they won maybe a minor Division Two title when Larkin Connor and Kevin Darley and those boys were were minor. But other than that, it, it can be a struggle. But you know, they're always able to to turn out the forwards, like you know, the, like Paddy McElwee and and Johnny McGrady and and boys like that. So, like. Those teams, I feel that you know, have have kept the bulk of last year's panel and maybe added one or two. I I think they'll be in a in a strong position, and you know, have Bundoran have Bundoran been able to do that? You know, the other big question for them is Paul Brennan. You know, he's played very little by all accounts. He's struggling with his ankle, so you know, we mightn't see a huge amount of him in the championship. Yeah, yeah, and interesting. And, and Barry, listen, you've been there, won the championship, obviously now, you know, St. Dolls. You know, from a lot of work you've done, have, have, have stabilised, have, they've gone into senior, they're competing. Does that give you a bit of, uh, I suppose, pleasure to see that? And, and as well as that, is there certain teams in there, Barry, where intermediates, you know, there's a chance to win the championship? You know, you can fight it out and try and keep your way in the senior and try and make a mark, but a senior championship maybe is, you know, or, or even to make a final seems like a too big a jump. Is this a great chance for you to, to win a competition? And it's kind of maybe where the club is at in terms of, you know, competing. Because it can be difficult to be seen, particularly when we talk about the, some of the strength of the squads that's up there. Now, that's always where you want to aim for and where you want to be. But quite often, though, for these sides now, you get into the championship, you're preparing, as you knew back in that season, this, and we can win this championship. But there must be an extra excitement to that for some of these sides now this year. 
Ah, definitely. And I suppose, like Ray mentioned, the, the, the hurt thing. Um, I suppose when you look back at the teams that have come through the Intermediate Championships in the last number of years, you're done low. They were beating the final the year before. You Clahanili, who lost two finals. You Eru, who were knocking on the door for a number of years. You said Knowles, who lost to Mulford in the final. Like, you know, so they all experienced that hurt. But I think I, or sorry, the thing I like about the Intermediate Championship is that when you get through it, you're well conditioned for the senior championship because nothing's won easy in the intermediate championship. You have to earn your stripes, you know, and all those teams that have come up in the last number of years have been able to stay up in the senior championship. And I suppose even I remember chatting to Paddy McGill last year at the end, end of the year and he was talking about, you know, that relegation playoff and it was between St. Niles and Mundoran and how do you think it would go? I said, well, I think St. Niles will stay up because I know what they actually did to get up there. And, you know, when you put in that effort to get up, you don't want to go straight back down again. Yeah. You know, and supposing that there is what it, what it does for any team that comes through the Intermediate Championship. It gives them a great stepping stone to actually stay in the Senior Championship and supposed to start to build from there. And suppose from St. All's point of view, they're up there, they've stayed up there. Clahanil, they've done the same. That's what Dunlow will be looking to do this year. And suppose whatever team comes through the Intermediate Championship, they will be well prepared for a Senior Championship then when they go up. And just that buzz of the club going up like that, right, does that like, change everything around? Around the, the attitude of the aspirations, you know, it, it just you're, you're trying to reach that by but higher. But just what you mentioned with underage and the structure, everything must come behind that. You know, there must be this constant. You need to probably each season have one, two, three players that are coming in to ask, you know, try and get a place in that senior team. Yeah, and suppose like for any team that wins any championship, it gives an absolute kick around the club. So they get a knock on from that. There, it doesn't matter if it's a senior championship, an intermediate, or a junior. You know, and I suppose all the young boys girls around the club want to be part of that there then, so then they're going to buy into whatever their coaches are looking to do at an underage level. You know, and suppose when you look at the teams that have won those intermediate championships, they've brought in a couple of young fellas with them every year, and you know, that's, that's what they need to do. And suppose Ryan mentioned, you know, the likes of Downings. You know, Downings won a junior championship. Straight away they're talking now about won an intermediate championship, and they're holding their own in senior league, mm. you know, so they've made that step up. They, as Ryan said, they might be struggling at underage to put out, you know, to one championships, but they bring it. They've won, you know, maybe one good big team, you know, bring that team through and build upon it with another one or two every year, you know. And suppose that there's what clubs need to be doing, and like not many clubs bring through massive teams every single year. It's always maybe two or three that they bring through to senior level. Yes, yes, indeed. And Ryan, I'm gonna. Ask you to put your neck on the line then. Uh, it's a difficult proposition, but where do you see this uh, title going this season? You can even you can pick a, f- a finalist pair, and how's that? I'll not put you in the line for one team. I hope you're not asking me would I rather Downings or Terman <laughs> on it now. Um, I, I, I suppose the one team I haven't seen a huge amount of this year is Malin. And, you know, I suppose I seen them last year and I was very impressed. And then they had a real struggle in the championship. and. I'm, it's kind of hard to get your head around it. I know they had injuries. You know, I, I probably do think, and, and I know Keelan McDade's in as, as the new chairman manager now, you know, they were flying earlier on in the year, and Bobby McGettigan got injured, and Ray McFadden went away to America, and they kind of lost their flow a bit. You know, they're both back now, and I think I think Terman are a team that maybe will build up a bit of momentum here, and they're my tip to go all the way. Terman's your tip. But just on that, you've, you've spoken to all the managers around going into the championship have you, have you spoken to them all yet right across the well I haven't just myself right. we're spreading the load <laughs> a bit that's, that's a big job I'm looking, I'm looking forward to this round but it, was there anything else outside the, the immigration being the issue uh, what, what were they saying in terms of their, their well, look into the championship well, and how they felt about the football at the minute I don't know well, I suppose 
the big the big thing really Brent was just the gap going and in, going into it like some teams haven't played for five weeks no other teams have played two weeks ago but there's a lot of teams haven't played for five weeks and you know from if you're putting on your club manager's hat now you're telling your players don't be going away on holidays during the league and don't be going away during the championship so when are they going to be going away on holidays? Yeah. They've been going away on holidays the last couple of weeks. And, you know, from just talking to managers, you know, a lot of them saying there hasn't even been any point in organising challenge games because you haven't had everybody. You know, you're maybe five or six players down. So, like, like that, that seems to be a talking point. It's just how do you bridge that gap? And then the other side of that is there are fellas away in America, you know, and some of them aren't due back for a week or two yet. They're going to miss their club championship, you know, the start yeah, of it. Yeah. And that might be enough for some teams to knock them off their stride. Like so, it's it's really tricky to get that get that right. But there's probably a tweak needed somewhere. Yeah, and and Barry, I, I know that St. Unions had a certain time frame. You, you kind of said the lads, you want to take a holiday. Now's the right time, which which was sensible. But this this season, which supposed to suit the club now, it doesn't look like it is around. Kind of the styles of games, people being away, people being in America, or or is there no way of actually getting it completely right? You're just going to have to work with it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you're ever going to get it completely right. Um, listen, I suppose first foremost, it's a pastime. You know, it is, and you know, a lot of these young fellas have an itch to scratch, and you know, they're 21, 22, and it's their opportunity to go to America, or it's their opportunity to go on a boys' holiday, and you can't take that away from them. You know, um, I think suppose the important thing is that from a club perspective, the clubs kind of try to manage their load as best they can and try and create a bit of time for for the lads to go and do that. There, championship is the main thing. You know, so every, everybody's probably looking. Suppose even from my own point of view, when I was managing teams, I was always trying to get, get lads to get away on their holiday early July, end of June, early July. Go on your holiday, take a week or two. If it means you're short of players, we'll get the players, we'll get that organised and then come back and get ready for championship. The last thing you want them is heading away now in the first couple of weeks in August. That's when you do want them heading away. Well, heading away in July would have been great uh, 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 advice this year, I'll tell you what. <laughs> get out quick. It was now in good order. Certain people had, had booked a, a house down there for chatting for the month of July. I was like, great, that's Ireland off the... There's a big X across that. Never come back here again. But yeah, that, that, that way of marrying the two things, I suppose, and we're seeing it a lot, actually, but you know, if we even look at, say, local soccer here... Uh, uh, Barry, there certainly is a, a different attitude towards the, the younger generation and around training. You know, it's something that the Gaelic can be, be demanded. You know, you're either all in or you're not. Mm-hmm. Kind of scenario, and you can kind of get that. It seems like I hear a lot of stuff from from other codes where it's kind of like if I train, I train. If I don't, I don't. So it's one thing at least that that, that there still is that kind of buzz within the squad in terms yeah, of everybody's all in. I think too, like a lot of these young lads coming up now, a lot of them spend a lot of time in the gym. They spend a lot of time training. They look after themselves, you know. So they should be allowed to go and enjoy themselves too, Sorry. you know. Suppose and you have to, you have to give them that opportunity as well because you're not going to get the best out of them come championship if you have them there from suppose January right through to October without a break. Yeah. You know, it ain't going to happen, you know. So you suppose you have to look at the the bigger picture and you have to try and get them mentally prepared for championship as well and there's nothing like mentally prepared after a couple of weeks in the sun well now you're talking <laughs> some man that's still, Brennan Gocoyne obviously still in the gym look at him he's uh, bursting out of that jumper right <laughs> right listen Ryan give me his, his top tips there what, what, what are you thinking about the, where this cup's going to end up I think I think it's between if they can avoid each other between Mallon and Downings 
Marlon and Dowdy? Aye, I think so, aye. Right. Yeah, just have a, fi- a Are Marlon like the intermediate version of Glenn Swilly in terms of, you know, when you play them, there's going to be a battle there? You yeah, know, that and, they're, they're, and they're very, very well organised and they have good players like in the Fildaras, you have the, the two needles, you have Josh Conlon, like goalkeeper Daniel Malarkey is a good player. Like they're, they're, they, have a good, they have a good team. Yeah. And, and they're very, very well organised. And I think, you know, last year, probably that game against Downings where they were caught in the hop at the end, um, then you know, their season fell away in the championship. Nothing happened for them. I think Downings, I think, are coming back with this. You know, they got missing in the tail down in, down in uh, St. Michael's last year with a late goal. You know, and suppose they, they thought they were going to be over the line there. And like, they had aspirations of winning the Intermediate Championship. And I think, you know, just I think the two of them are going to be hard beat. Good man. I'm writing down my accumulator here, getting Good ready. Man. And the Junior Championship now, Narasa, Neve uh, Patrick, Muff, uh, Oris are playing Carandona, Maville. Uh, we have. Uh, Union C are in there as well. Uh, Neve Colm Kill and St Mary's Convoy again. The Rasa, of course, the big uh, Adrian Swing <laughs> saga sided. We would have seen that one coming. He's the same age as me. Maybe I could play it there, Ryan. I, don't oh, know. I, I would say, I don't know who's managing. <laughs> is, it, is it Paul McGovern or Peter McGeehan's managing St Union's junior team? You know, there's a, well, a 14 jersey or even a, even a 24 jersey. Like, I might you know. have to throw the left foot at it. That's the only thing. Yeah, but would do me would do me damage. Obviously, Karen uh, Donner losing last year's final. We see quite a bit there around. You know, previous year teams coming back. We've seen it a lot, as you were saying, Ryan. That that uh, tough tough story giving you that extra bit of grind and bit of drive. Who who are you fancying for the for the junior? Yeah, like it's it's an interesting one because usually there's there's a team that really stands out, and I, like from my looking at it, I, I don't see who that team is this year. You know, like like you had Larry Kenny Gales last season, who everybody really th- thought if they can if they can keep their their house in order here, they're going to win it, and they did. They did you know, yeah. like Karen Donner were beaten last year in the final, did well. But you know there were definitely talk at one stage this season that Ray and Kelly was going to miss the whole campaign, and like he was such an important player for them. Um, you know, Neve Podrick, Ishkakin, or or Muff, as, as some people want to call them. You know, like they had that big one in the playoff. You know, and that's going to be a huge lift for them. Yep. And you know, Drew McKinney, who was County Minor captain a couple of years ago, he's back from a cruciate. You know, stars might just be aligning there, and. You know, Narasa, you know, you, you can't re- rule them out. You know, yeah. they've Declan Boners in managing them, and, you know, he'll be doing everything to, to pull it together. Yeah, we have a minute left. I'm going to leave that to you, Mr. Barry Meehan. Who do you fancy for this junior championship? I think, suppose, with, with the big hitters that they have, probably Narasa. Um, and suppose, listen, they, they went close in the Division 3 league final against St. Nalls. You know, they weren't, they weren't totally thrown out of the water, you know, so I think maybe Narasa there, Brian. Yeah, Narasa, very well wrapped up. Barry, I want to thank everybody. Brian Kilcoyne, uh, Seamus Shakes, McGonagall, Barry Meehan, Ryan Ferry. Thanks very much, lads, for your input this evening. Kevin Fury for producing, as ever. We look forward to this championship. All-out attack, possibly. We might get the odd game. We'll see. Uh, listen, we'll uh, keep an eye on things. And, guys, you'll keep us updated as the championship goes on. Thanks very much for joining us this evening. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny. Serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend.